Annyeonghaseyo, podcast listeners. Today's Big Sauce Radio Show is brought to you by Audible.com. To get your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com forward slash Big Sauce Radio. There's over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Big Sauce Radio Show. Gonna get grown up in here. Get off the wagon and get on the saw! Yeah! Welcome to the Big Sauce Radio Show. Are you ready? Because it is time to get on the sauce. Do I make it sound exciting? Does it like make you want to listen to this? Does it like pump you up and get you all excited to hear who's on Big Sauce? Because today is another kick butt show. Starting off, we have Minji Cho back for another round. She is up for Maxim's 100 hometown. She's in the top 100 for Maxim hometown hotties. Please, she needs your vote. We put the link up on BigSauceRadio.com. Go there and vote for her. Find her on Facebook. It's Minji Cho. Beautiful girl, beautiful, talented girl. Takes unbelievable pictures. Uh, make your heart melt. So please go vote for her. We want for her to win, representing the Beantown, baby, Boston. Also on the show, Jeff Keown. Jeff was in an indie movie in 2010 called Heavy Times. What a fun, fun movie. I saw the trailers. I downloaded the movie on iTunes. You can purchase it. Take a look. I, I tell you, if you like beer and you like shit dudes do, funny stuff, you'll like this movie. Jeff's a great guy. Fit right in with the Big Sauce crew. It was like we knew each other forever, and we actually met probably two minutes before we started recording the show. Thanks again to Chris Timoney. He finds the talent here in Boston, and we bring it to you here in the Big Sauce. So on behalf of Thrin, Chris, and myself, here it is, episode number 120, dubbed Dames and Dead Rhinos. Enjoy BigSauceRadio.com. This is the Big Sauce, and in the studio with me, if he played guitar, he'd be Jimmy Page. The girlies he likes are underage. Chris Timoney. I wish I could play guitar and... Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me too. If, if underage, you mean under AARP age? Yes. All the girls are <laughs> under AARP age. Dude, I'm having fun tonight, man. You look good. You look well-rested. This you is great. Cute. I've been working out. That must be it. You know, and, and it's this is my time of year, summertime, so... I did yoga for the first time this morning. Like a full yoga class. Oh, how'd class. you like yeah. it? Full 45-minute yoga class. I even wow. Dude, that downward dog thing is kicking my butt. Oh my wait, god, downward dog's one of my favorites. Did you wear a leotard? N- no, leggings? I, I wore these really, Loose like, under, I wore Under Armour shorts and this t-shirt that I sleep in because when I woke up this morning, I just, I took, put, packed my clothes and went right to work because they do it on the campus. You my sleep job. with a shirt on? Did your, did yeah, your shirt do, keep yeah. falling up? Yeah, it was, listen, it was all <laughs> chicks and me, so <laughs> it was good. Everybody was barefoot, and I, it was just a strange. <laughs> the, the, the music and the, the whole know, namaste. I didn't even know what that meant. Namaste. Right it's um like a some. It's like know. a sign for peace. A lot or of praying whatever. stuff. By the way, that voice you hear, <laughs> she's the bomb. Pussy is platinum. Skin is bronze. Whoa. Flows all night like vintage dumb. Been this night since the first Prince bomb. Before the artist was known as with her grown ass. Thrin Franz. Fuck, can I get that on a trophy or something? <laughs> <laughs> so you're a yoga master's master? Oh, uh, not, a, not a master, a yogi. Um, no, I just do it. I do it uh, whenever I feel like it. You want to do some partner yoga where we like interlock and, you know. I've never done that. But I think I mean... that's called sex. <laughs> no, I did, I did this partner yoga thing and my partner and I, we, we interlock like this and you do this, you do that. And it's it's very sexual, but it's not sexual at the same time. You know what time. that reminds me of is contact improv. It's a t- style of dance where you constantly maintain like some sort of contact with like your partner, but it's not 
It's not technically partner. It's really crazy. Like you end up like rolling around on the floor and like. So you're not really cheating, but you're you're. But you're, you're not. It's it's, a, it's it's suggestive. I met a girl at the <laughs> cellar like over the winter, um, after night at the comedy studio, and I sat down and I just I just happened to sit down at at the end of the bar. You know, like Jenkins was there and the whole after studio night, and I went and I just happened to sit down, order a drink, and there was a girl there. She had, like her laptop out. This is like ten o'clock, ten thirty at night or whatever. So I just strike up conversation, like, because, like, oh, hey, you know, turns out she's a yoga instructor. Long story short, I'm, like, sweating profusely, because I don't know if you've been in the basement of the cellar. It get, they've got the heat jacked. So, like, everyone comes over is like, oh, Chris, are you hitting on this poor woman? You're, you're really sweating her. And I'm like, it is fucking hot in here, dude. So, look at Jack, and, you know, she turned out nice. We're Facebook friends. And I, Do you guys do any partner yoga? I, I wish. We kind of, you know, I kind of dropped the ball on that one. And she's actually deaf in one ear, so I had to scream a lot. Maybe that's what was making yeah, me sweat. Yeah, that's why you were sweating. Yeah. Hey, folks, our guest tonight. <laughs> He's a comedian and actor. All-around cool cat from what I can see on the web. He loves to drink Bud Light. That's really cool, man. Bud Light. Jeff Keown. Jeff straight Bud. Straight Bud. Straight Bud. Yeah, straight Light. Bud. That's all you can do, really. You know? Bud. That's You're the king heavy. of beers, baby. Big Buds, you know, five or six a night. I like to keep it simple, you know what I mean? I don't like to get too complicated with the booze. Dude, I, I today... In honor of you coming here on the show, or in preparation, I watched a bunch of the trailers and stuff for Heavy Times. Oh, nice! I and, like dude, it. I loved it, man. I don't know what it was. You know, for for me, I just think the chemistry you guys have in that movie is very cool. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I, I was actually a lot of beer was drunk during that movie, and uh, it seemed that's, it. Well, that's yeah. why I thought it was Bud Light, but I was again, I was just, I, it was Bud. I was Bud paid Light. in beer basically that. <laughs> and if you add it up, I made like sixty thousand dollars. So. Hey, I want to talk a lot about that tonight. Also, Minji Cho is uh, hanging out here with us. Minji is up for Maxim's Hometown Hottie Contest. She made it to the top 100. Uh, you can vote online up until August 27th. Uh, please go and vote for her. We'll have the link out on the podcast page. We'll put it out on Facebook. Uh, if you do follow us on Facebook, you know that I've been posting a lot and saying, go vote for her, go vote for her. And uh, she's here. Minji, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? Uh, you can stay as long as you want. You, know, you can stay all night long if you like. <laughs> I'll just chill here. <laughs> I mean, he has you on his computer already. So. You know, listen, you, uh, you took a cab here, so uh, you don't have a car? You don't drive? No, I don't. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I do this thing on the side where I chauffeur people. So, <laughs> but please go and go and vote for her. Uh, you're uh, you've got a good chance to win. You're one of a hundred. Yeah. And I, I saw that. a lot of the other girls in this contest. Let me tell you, I'm not partial to Boston here. I didn't say it was ever my favorite city, but uh, I think you represent well. You'd represent any city well, and I'm hoping you win. I'm voting for you. You think so? Many times. <laughs> many many times. Single handedly, I'm going to go around to computers all around the state and click and vote for you. Please do. <laughs> I can't see how she can lose. I mean, look at her. Give me a break. I know. I know. I know. Thank you. Fantastic. And listen, now, what, uh, tell us, what is, uh, what, how tall are you, first of all? Well, I'm 5'3". All right. That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. 5'3". Yeah, that's oh, well over dwarf, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> I would never say I'm short. I am at the right height. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is perfect. So if you were six-inch heels, you'd be 5'9". Right, yeah. Is that comfortable, wearing six-inch heels? Um... Yeah, sometimes if you're drunk enough. <laughs> Jeff, have you ever worn six-inch heels? No, because I got the gout really bad, so it doesn't really work for me. Jeff, would you be would you be afraid to approach approach Minji if you saw her in a bar or in a restaurant or somewhere and ask her out on a date? I am terrified sitting across the table from her. <laughs> 
I can't oh, look scary. at it too much. That's too much for me. But you now, if if Jeff approached you in, in his flannel shirt and his sort of Bostonness with his fire department, he's very Boston looking with the beard and, and the hair. You know, is is this your type of guy? Like a Boston guy? Is this what you want? Um, a Boston guy? You know, I actually like guys in plaid shirts. Uh, really? Yeah, that wow. is my type. So yeah. You want to uh, fool around after the show? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I have to go. <laughs> well, I got an eighty-five Civic out front <laughs> red with a white door <laughs> yeah I don't think I like to call it up the shirt but <laughs> so you know you know, Jeff is a big movie star here by the way Minji maybe that oh, might wow. change your mind a little bit here Jeff was in a movie uh, two years ago uh-huh. it's yeah. called Heavy Times and he was the star of the show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It uh, came out two years ago. It got it got released a little bit in the theaters, and then went to DVD. Uh, you can like stream it on iTunes and all that stuff. But it sold pretty good. It got distributed, and I got a seventy-five dollar gift certificate to Staples <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of beer. Hey, That's listen, beers. That's That's a lot Artie, of Lang's, Artie Lang's beer league did nothing in the theaters. Went right to DVD, and now he was on the Howard Stern show, and he's a big famous dude. Oh yeah, Artie's the man. Funny, funny guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. see him at Staples. So. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's he's doing a. I think he's doing a sports. Pod. Why do you all guys? Are you into sports? Tell me. I'm not sports? really into sports, but if you listen to Artie's show, Artie and um, what DePaulo, Nick and Artie's show. It's a podcast, and they're on Directv now. It's right. very funny. It's very good, and they're not really sports guys. They're more comics. And they don't really know. They know sports, but they don't really know sports. You know what I mean? And I fall into that category. Like, I know sports. Like, I can tell you a third baseman plays third base. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like sports, though. I'm, I'm super excited. What's your favorite sport, Thryn? Well, it depends. I mean, if you want to go. Console for- hockey. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> no, I like, uh, I like football. I'm a football person. But, I mean, if I was going to play a sport, I'd probably rather Let me tell you, what is, uh, what is a uh, 32 uh, blast What's 32. the play? Thirty-two blast. I don't know. I don't know what that was. Chris, do you know what that is? That's when you. That's when the, the tailback runs up the the the, the, the thirty-two hole. Is that what is no, it? Like? No, that's okay. when you drop thirty-two playing cards on the ground. <laughs> right. mm. Yeah, because there can't well, be no, one they, universal. They, they play. I think that's so a night at the what's machine. The strategy of the team. No, then? I remember this because I played football in high school. Believe it or not, and so the, I, I think it's the odd the odd numbers are the right side of the line, the even numbers are the left side of the line. So a 31 blast would be the tailback, who's the number three, running uh, with the ball straight between on the right side of the center and on the left side of the guard. I think you're right on that one. Yes, and the then a, 30, a 32 blast would be the left side of the center and right side of the left guard, and then and so on and so forth as you go out for the tackle and then the tight end. So. Minji, who are you wearing this evening? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite sport? Oh, yeah. I actually like Celtics, and so I like basketball. Basketball. There you go. Loving it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you done cheerleading ever in your life? Yeah, I was actually on a cheerleading squad in high school. Where did you go to high school, by the way? I went to high school in Maine. Maine. Yeah. You've been the hottest chick in Maine for like, <laughs> for like a decade. No, <laughs> Probably even before you got, she's coming. She's the hottest. No, I was actually like invisible, like the interesting kid, like girl yeah. from South Korea. Everyone was like, whoa, wow, she's Asian. Like, yeah. Yeah, up there, yeah. <laughs> now you moved here. How old were you when you came to the U.S.? Um, I was turning 18. Oh, well, wow. you, your English is pretty good for someone who didn't grow up in the U.S. 
Thank you. Did you learn that in, in South Korea? Well, yeah, I started learning when I was in uh, third grade, but um, I wasn't fluent at all. Like, I remember I was on, a, on the plane to here, and I didn't know how to ask for water to flight attendant. And I was like, oh. That was only like three or four years ago? Um, oh five, five, six years ago. Wow. And I was just pointing out, I was like, oh, that. <laughs> yeah. I'm still self-conscious about asking wait, the stewardess for anything. I'm like, do I hit the button or wait till they come down the aisle? Or? Well, I can tell you, I think men all around the country are going to fall in love with you. You think so? A- absolutely. I mean, I, I already have, and it's only been, what, 20 minutes. And if, if, if I fall that easy, so please, please, I know Minji has to go. She's going to do an appearance tonight, uh, getting more votes. Please go and vote for her. We want her to win Maxim's hometown hottie contest for 2013 not 2012 vote for 2013 last day to vote is august 27th so please 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 go vote for her we we want you to win when you win you come back sorry yeah you of come course back definitely yeah, yeah. Even, if, a, even if you lose yeah. please come back well, yeah i'll probably cry yeah. uh, i've got nice shoulders so. and for those of you local here to boston on september 9th we will all minji has agreed to come with us we're all going to go to the burn in davis square yep. for jessica babylon's lesbian dating game and uh, we'll be hanging out minji will sign autographs and take yeah. pictures with everyone yes yeah, right. yeah. awesome minji it's thank you friendly heckling yeah thank you for having me <laughs> thanks minji all right Jeff, man, so I got to read something to you here. All right. right you ready? Yep. Tell me, tell me if, if I have the chops for this. Ready? <clears throat> here we go. Let me tell you something. Three, three young men like you ought to head up to Montreal. Terrible. Terrible <laughs> job. Terrible. <laughs> and I, I actually saw that scene earlier today, too. Like, I don't horrible. Buy it. Horrible. So what was, what, how do you prepare for that? Like, how do you prepare for an acting role? Honestly, it was one of those, like, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an indie film, so there wasn't really a, any budget, and um, the writing was, was, wasn't great. So it was a lot of improv, <laughs> and it was just a lot of just... So you changed a lot of lines from Yeah, we basically originally. tried to... I gotta say bye to her. I'll see you later, honey. Bye-bye. Hey, did we get a picture of her? I don't, I don't think we did. Can we get a picture, a picture of her before of her. she goes? Oh, you it. did? Yes. All right. Bye, Minji. Sorry. That's all right. I'm going to look at her while I talk to you. Let's talk about Minji. <laughs> Let's talk about Minji for a while. So, uh, no, so it was a lot of improv and a lot of stuff like that. So it was basically let's uh, just shoot, shoot, shoot. And, um, and the editor, uh, uh, Ryan McKenna, who lives in New York and he makes his uh, living uh, editing commercials and stuff like that. He won an award for the best Super Bowl commercial a few years ago. So he was really like the talent behind. Without him, I, who knows what would have happened. So he got paid. No, it was kind of his project. It was kind of his like um, first attempt at putting together a feature film and having it be quality enough to where it would get distributed and people would talk about it and blah, blah, blah. It was a stepping stone for him, and right. it's hooked me up big time. I've got another acting work from it, and my stand-up has gone to another level because of it. So it's really – it's really I can't get That's it. awesome, man. And where did you guys shoot most of that locally? Uh, it was Somerville, Topsfield. We were at Sligo's Pub. Right <laughs> Sligo's, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love Sligo's. Yeah, we were at Sligo's uh, like 4 in the morning, pretending it was midnight. I had to drink like 12 beers. It was awesome. Um, what was the actual budget for for this movie, do you recall? Uh, I think they spent like sixty thousand, which is a lot of money, but it isn't a lot of money for, for something film. like that yeah. for film. Well, you know, back in the eighties, Robert Townsend made that movie Hollywood Shuffle. I don't know if you remember oh, that yeah. one. Have you seen it? Yeah. For for thirty thousand dollars. Oh, did right. he really? He made oh, and shit. he charged it all on credit cards, like Mastercards and Visas. And that movie made millions and That's tens what of they millions. Do. Yeah, it's like the Blair Witch Project. I don't know. Their their budget was a couple million, but yeah. that thing. 
you know, that made a hundred million dollars or whatever it made. But I look at the, I look at some of that stuff. Well, by the way, do you know what the top grossing film of all time is? Uh, any movie, uh, La Bamba, ever. I think, right? No, actually, <laughs> Deep Throat. Oh, nice. right, right. Deep Throat was made for I think the total budget on the film was eleven thousand dollars, and it has made. Oh, wow. Billions around the world over the years. And Deep Throat's what, like 80? What, what is it? Uh, 73. Yeah. That's right when that all started going down. Yeah. Yep. Behind the green door, all that crazy. Yeah, Marilyn Chambers behind yeah. the green yep. door. Yep. That mm. one. That was the first one I've ever When I was a kid, that's the first one I found. Oh, behind the green yeah. door? That was, a, that was a popular one. That was a strange one, though, wasn't it? Something. Yeah, it was, some... was kind of surreal a little bit. Marilyn Chambers is a very good looking woman, yes. by the way. You know, she's very hot. Right. But it, I don't think that was the first movie you're supposed to to see in that genre of movies. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I remember there was something about a pepper and a, a whole... I don't even remember really. Well, there was the, the Devil in Miss Jones. That was, she was that was, also... That might have been the one I'm With Cyrano de Bergerac yeah. his nose was a penis. Yeah. And she yeah. was fucking his face Wait, with the nose what? penis. It's, it, you got to see it. It's, it's called uh, The Devil in Miss Jones. Very good. Very yeah. good film. <laughs> More of a film. Than I, grew up in, I grew up in rural America. Bill de, well, Belle de Jour is kind of an early... I mean, that's more of a film film. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that Belle one. du Jour with Catherine uh, Deneuve. But it's about, like, a prostitute. There's nudity in it. There's not, like, straight-on banging. Wasn't she in coma, Catherine Deneuve? She was in she, coma. No, she's like a real actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she happened to do this one movie about a brothel, which was great. But it wasn't uh, X-rated. It was... Uh, 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 no, but it was very controversial at the time. Because right. it came out, like... I think it came out in, like, the, the 60s. And there was, like, a lot of, like, tits. It might have, you know, in the in the '70s, lots of movies, and I and I know this only because I my grandfather had HBO that he kind of stole with a thing yeah. that he rigged up with, you know, tinfoil on awesome, the line yeah. and all that. Yeah, and I saw like Carnal Knowledge. Uh, that, <laughs> Carnal Knowledge was it uh, Jack Nicholson or whoever was in that, and uh, Bob and Ted and Carol and Alice, which is all about sex right. and, and swinging. And then there was another movie with Don Johnson and uh, Melanie. Melanie oh, Griffith. and Jennifer and Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great you can movies. See, oh, oh, that's uh, uh, something heat. Or, uh, uh, it was fuck. just all kinds of boobs. Everywhere was boobs. That boob, was great because you could see Jennifer Connelly's tits yeah. like for the first time, and she's the, the, fucking the great one. I remember the just risky business when that came out. I oh, mean, Rebecca that was just one of those yeah. amazing movies that changed my life. Love her <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> now, besides the beer that you got paid here, did did any did, did you get any chicks? Like uh, well, th- well, this is the thing: is we had two girls in the hot tub. We had a hot tub scene where, had, where Uncle Rick picks up these two broads, and he's in the hot tub at the hotel, and he whatever. Somehow he ends up with a big sub, and he's partying with these girls. Now, one of the girls was uh, we got them from Craigslist. These girls, one of them was. Ex- <laughs> an ex- so is that legitimate? When I see ads under talent, for right? Movies, well, that's, that's the thing. Where do you get these girls? You get them on Craigslist. That's just how it works. But anyway, so one of the girls was really kind of um, you know I would say on a, a scale from one to ten was probably. Let's give her a seven, and that's a you know that's that's conservative yeah, because she was naked. <laughs> because she was naked, but then the other one was a ten, and she's a real model. Like I don't know what's going on with this. She was gorgeous, tall, gorgeous. Now is that the, the scene when you're drinking in the hot tub? Drinking in the hot tub. Yeah. I'm in the hot tub with them for like nine hours too, by the way. So the so the five hasn't shaved her legs, and she's piercing the skin of my legs because she's rubbing up against me and all this one. And then the other sweet one over here, the real hot one, didn't really want to do anything with me. She was I was kind of gross and being an idiot the whole time. But then I stole her robe 
And I got her phone number from the producer, and I'm like, I called her like about a week after the shoot. I'm like, listen, I have your robe. Why don't we uh, meet up and for coffee, and I'll give you my your robe or whatever. And she's like, no, no, don't worry. It's a cheap robe. It's a cheap robe. <laughs> and I did things to that robe that, that a lot of... <laughs> That robe, I don't know. I still have it, but I... <laughs> How long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, eight, uh, 2008, when I first started. I got lucky with a, uh, a, a guy who books a room. He, he, he put me on a show. Just I sat next to him at a wedding, and uh, we were talking. He's like, give you a shot. And I did real well, and, it's, it's, and I've done pretty good with it. And, you know, I can make a half-ass career out of it. So, um, you know, it's a struggle, though. Chris but to knows get that movie, to get the movie, did you answer a Craigslist? Ad no, they that? saw my act and they liked the act, oh, so okay. that's how it. That's how it all went down. I I love Craigslist. I tell you, this show is formed from Craigslist. That's how I met Chris. How I met Thrin. It's crazy, crazy right? Craigslist, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, when I hear the the horror stories about things that happen to people on Craigslist, I've never ex- really experienced that. Only one time I did put an ad out asking for some graphic stuff, and I got an email <laughs> from some dude in like Michigan who wanted me to send him payment to a PayPal account before he even gave me uh, even a, a, a mock-up of it. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm not going to do that. And he says, I'm going to ruin your career. And I'm like, well, what career, dude? I do a podcast. What so you, you were about? buying what from what? what did I, you buy? I needed someone like, to do some graphic stuff. I, I, I wanted someone to design a flyer, which I have oh. no... I, have no oh. 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 I thought you meant like, like porn stuff. No, like, no, 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 no. I needed a flyer for, for one <laughs> of the snuff film. And the guys one like, of the live shows we were doing. We did, the, we did our, our live... We did our show at MIT. I yeah. needed to have... Uh, Last cast done. of his dick, right? So, yeah. so <laughs> I put it on Craigslist, and, I, and it was like the most horrible experience. I mean, that guy emailed me at least forty times that he was going to ruin my career. I'm like, dude, oh, what are Jesus. you talking? Unbelievable! About? I'm going to get you kicked out of MIT. I'm like, I don't even go to MIT. Looking for a good font for a new snuff film? Please email the address <laughs> and your rates. I think. See, when I look at a movie or I see a movie, and I sit there sometimes at night, you know, I'm laying in bed and I'm fantasizing about what my life could have been. I think I could be a great director and write great movies and all that. But then when I sit down with a piece of paper or, you know, and I go and I download movie scripts and I read through the first few pages, and I'll just I'll just model it after this. And I, <laughs> right. I, I just cannot do a single thing. It's so crazy because it's so much harder than you think it is. And to actually do a feature movie that's an hour and a half and have it be finished and edited right and everything works and then somebody wants to buy it and all that shit, it's a miracle. You know what I mean? It really is, a, a, you know, and it's not my... I, you know, I didn't do it. It's the three guys that kind of like wrote it and, and did all the work for it. Those guys, like, you know, they, they two years of their life to, to make this thing. And, and one of them's a school teacher. One of them works like in New York and the other guy works on computers. But every waking moment that they weren't at work, they're doing this, you know, staying up days at a time, spending all their money, credit card movie. It's like, give me a break, you know, and then their wives, are, you know, ready to kill them because, you know, they go out and buy a three thousand dollar piece of shit van that's good for the movie, but you know, their kid wants a swing set and the, you know. That kind of, it's, it's now, crazy. Jeff, the movie was good; it was well received, but you had some interesting reviews. I did. I, there was a lot of. There's been a lot of hate towards Rick and a lot of love. I actually get friend. Re- I get friend requests from Australia people, like quoting the film and sending it to me, and and uh, overseas, uh, all over the country. Like it's, it seems like somebody like in uh, like Ohio buys the movie and then shows it to like ten friends, and then they show it to ten friends, and then there's all of a sudden there's fifty people that 
uh, Big Uncle Rick. I get people send me stuff they want autographs and all this shit. I got not. I don't have anything. I don't even have a headshot. <laughs> <laughs> but I can read you a couple of the, just the quick reviews. I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. Like so, th- these are like real reviews from. Uh, from like the e-film critic and all these yeah. like real sites that aren't not just some guy in his basement i mean and it's really crazy uh, you know you know rick is a crude obese obnoxious rick is crude uh, obese and obnoxious rick is a cancer to both his wife and the trio i don't know how to look at that as an actor <laughs> if, am i is that you know I mean, old, is that the when they describe the role to you were when they, they described like, the role to me, it was a little bit like you know you're you're an aggressive guy. You're kind of you know a Boston you know whatever. It's it's basically like so every that guy bo- saying you nailed it. I guess so. But when you read you know overweight slovenly, <laughs> I mean because it's true. I am overweight and I am kind of a slob. But you don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? It's like all right. So, it almost seems as if the actor didn't do any preparation. All right. So this is one. It wasn't really acting. If this is a reality show. Yeah. If Rick had accidentally fallen face first into a working chainsaw, I would have not been very sad. <laughs> I mean, who... So was that Gene Siskel? Who says that, uh, you know? And then there's some, uh, like, like the, then the real brutal ones are, like, on IMDb and, like, um, you know, like all those websites and stuff like that. Uh, let me see if I got something here. Um, you look, you, you, do you follow... What people write about you, like the critics, and is it, it, you take it? To I don't heart, care. Like, no, no, oh, I, don't, okay. I don't care at all. I, I kind of love it. I mean, this one says because uh, it's underneath the movie. It says this looks so bad, <laughs> so, and then it says so with eight O's, very bad. <laughs> and then another one is says I hate the fake Paul Giamatti laugh. It makes me want to strangle him. Now I don't see my voice as a Paul G. You watched a couple. Clips, is I it? did, yes. Paul Giamatti? I don't no, even know what they're talking about. No. Right? So they got a bunch of those really? Paul Giamatti ones. I do. You know what? I now that, I didn't see that, dude. Now that you say that, there is a little bit of Paul Giamatti cadence. Is it? To, I don't know. Some I, of the lines. And the la- the best one I thought was this, um, the movie, this is what it's like when you drink with anyone from Boston. <laughs> Which is true because it's basically, you know how it gets. These Boston guys, they just go crazy, you know. So I don't know. It was it was a lot of fun though, and I basically take these three guys on a on a hell trip, and I. But the whole time I'm just insulting them and I'm insulting their parents. But I and I didn't really interact with them during like between shoots and stuff like that because I wanted to be able to just go after them as hard as I could. And it came to pretty. At one time I had my shirt off in the bar and I'm screaming at one of them and i try to take his head and stick it in my armpit and oh, he goes crazy nasty. on me and <laughs> like come, seriously went crazy yeah come to find out he's like one of these brazilian jiu-jitsu assholes <laughs> and like he wants to fight me and the movie has to stop and everybody's you know calming me down i mean it's like you know give me a break here so it was very interesting it's just a miracle it all came together i like the one in the, the line i think you're coming you're coming out of the the bar or the hotel and, and they're all in the van Stand by the van, you're like, what is this, like a little penis party or something? Yeah, what a small penis small contest. Small penis contest. <laughs> are, you, are you into movie stuff? Like, are you a movie buff, would you say? Um, I like a lot of different... I, I am, but I don't know anything. I'm like one of those guys that kind of watches everything, but I don't know what's going on. You mention all these actresses and stuff. I know them, but I don't know who they are. But you, you know, know some I mean? quotes, like, because I, I have some movie quotes. Oh, I, like, get, I got a pretty good quote. I can do a quote and see if you guys can guess it. It's one yeah, of my absolutely. favorite movies. You would know it, Let's maybe. go one for one. All right, so, um, oh yeah, four years after... After World War Four, no war, mate, go. I was the last one on the planet after the Holocaust. 
the earth had been devastated by nuclear war. Like Russia blew up the U.S. and U.S. blew up Russia, eh? Luckily, I was off planet at the time of the war. There was nothing much to do. All the bowling alleys had been wrecked. So I spent most of my time looking for beer. One day I was looking for a nice city to build for my children when I spotted a mutant in the Forbidden Zone. I landed my vehicle to pursue and destroy this genetic freak that would warn other mutants in the underground caves. I was kind of like a one-man force like Charlton Heston and Omega. Did you see it? it was a beauty. Fleshy-headed mutant, are you friendly? No way, eh? Radiation has made me an enemy of civilization. You got it? That's, no. Uh, um, the Rick Moranis. Uh, the, the Strange Bro. Strange Bro. Yeah. yeah. Strange Bro. That's oh. a movie. That movie used to be on all <laughs> That's the a time. Movie. That's a great movie. I don't think I could top that one. No, you can't. But, I, can't <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you this one. I got to go wash my vagina. <laughs> Who says it, a girl or a guy? That was, that was a girl. I think that's Timony on the last episode of The Hunt. <laughs> 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 I couldn't get over to it in time. That was Nicole Ari Parker as Becky Barnett in Boogie Nights. Oh, she's oh, hot. Yes. With the blue eyes, she is Which fun. one is she? The Roller Girl? Or? No, Roller Girl's Heather Graham. Right. Yeah. yeah. She, what else Heather Graham's she been in? in. She was in Swingers which with Vince Vaughn. Oh, one I just of my watched apps. it the other day. Oh, yeah. my God. Is that, oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. I love that What is movie. the other one they did? Made? Is it Made? Uh, with Vaughn. with John uh, Favreau, yeah, John Favreau, yeah, no, yeah, I think it's that was a good one. They too. did that movie. Was she in it? Heather Graham? No, no, not no, made. No, yeah. Oh, she's just she in it. No, she was in it. She kind of dropped off for a while. I don't know if she had a family or something, but uh, she's been. She was in another movie. She's I still saw hot. Briefly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. And you got to see her tit again in The Hangover. Yeah. All right, how about this one? You ready? <laughs> um, I got another quote. I'm not really from out of space. It's a condition of mental divergence. I find myself on the planet Ogo, part of the intellectual elite, preparing to subjugate the barbarian hordes that are on the planet Pluto. And even though this reality is real to me in every way, Ogo was actually a construct of my psyche. I don't know. I just made that up. It's actually not a quote. <laughs> I'm like, is that from Spaceballs? No, that's from... Uh, <laughs> uh, shit, what's the, what's the name of it? Who's in the movie? Bruce Willis. He goes, nine mon- 12 monkeys. Oh, great yeah. movie. That was a good movie. 12 Monkeys is a movie that's been in rotation a lot. The last, like, six months, I've yet to see the last, like, 20 minutes. Awesome Because it's movie. always on, like, super late, and, and I always yeah. fucking pass out. Brad Pitt. Most of the time because I'm not sober. Oh, and the chick in um, uh, Madeline Stowe, when yep. she was, like, smoking. Yep. Absolutely. I hear I got one for you. It rubs the lotion on its skin. That's easy. Yeah, that's yeah. It gets the hose again. That's, that's Chris Timoney on the last podcast. Yes. <laughs> again. <laughs> that's yes. me and my tr- jury defense of uh, my, that was, my that stalking was, Minji. <laughs> that was me walking into the front door of this place. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Tell you, if, I was 20, if I was 20 years younger and single, Minji would be my girlfriend. That's, I yeah. think she is absolutely beautiful. I and don't she's know got if you could pull that off, person. though. You think uh, you could do it? I Jeff, met you. Jeff, like, who are you talking to? About? I don't really like you. <laughs> I could pull it off with bells on, baby. All right, here's one for you. Oh, Ramon, your penis is so powerful. I'm coming. Okay, thank you. Get off me. Oh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, close. 
That was Mira Sorvino as Romy White in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, oh. never saw it. Never saw it. Oh, that's right. Because I, I did see that. It would have been O Damone. Damone, yeah, Nick Damone. Oh, Damone, yeah. yeah. Scalping that, tickets. That's a great yeah. movie. My favorite line in I have a lot of great favorite line in movies, like from Steve Martin's All of Me. Uh, put the Edwina, Pack and Bowl. Yeah. Pack and Bowl. That's one of my favorites. But the other favorite I have comes from uh, Jeff Spicoli when he walks into the, the room and the guy, in, in he's late, of course. And Mr. Hand says, Mr. Spicoli, why are you consistently late for my class? And Spicoli goes, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I could watch that a million times. Yeah, he's got a bag. I think he's got a bagel tucked into his pants. (laughs) He's got that total, like like that, like 70s, 80s gypsy hoodie sweatshirt on all the time. Yeah, he gets a pizza delivered to class. Who thinks of those things? It's just like awesome. You know, funny, funny stuff. Here's a, a couple more here. How about the... My wife has an ass in her cock in the driveway, all right? I'm sorry if my thoughts are not as are not a, on the photography of the film we're shooting tomorrow. Shit. That again is uh, from Boogie Nights. I was going to uh, say 8 millimeter. Oh. <laughs> William H. Macy as Little Bill. Oh. That, Boogie Nights. Isn't that a great character? He got yeah. the, yep. That looks like the pick. I mean, he's just so broken in that movie. His wife's banging everybody. Yep. And then he blows his brains out, right? That's, that, a, that's a crazy... Then it goes right into like the 80s and they're right. like stealing coke from uh, from Alfred Molina. There's a big group in the driveway and he walks yep. up and his wife's getting banged in the ass. It's like, what? Here's what I think you guys uh, will know. Uh, I'm guessing you will know this. What are you looking at? Wipe that face off your head, bitch. This is an old Why classic. Oh, is that uh, from? Is that like from Super Cannonball Run Two? From <laughs> Super? <laughs> that was a good movie. That was from Dazed and Confused. What's wipe that yeah. face? No, what are you looking at? Wipe that face off your head, bitch. I don't remember that. Oh Parker yeah, Posey that's when he gets as Darla Marks. Yes. Wait. It, yeah, that's Dazed when he, get, he gets the the paint right on him. I think yes, I think that he is gets, yeah, yeah, that's correct. He's, he's, that's about the scene. To, he's about to paddle that kid, and then it was a it was a booby trap. Oh right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yep. and then he's all pissed off. He deserved it. Can you say yeah, booby trap again, Thrin? Booby trap. <laughs> well, you said you a little. Bit. She does it. Huh? She slurred a little. Well, you missed her last week. What a great <laughs> time we had. And our live show, our, our live, we, our live get on the sauce comedy shows. By the way, if you would like to book the Big Sauce Radio's get on the sauce live comedy show, please email me. Uh, go to bigsauceradio.com, click on the little email button, send me an email, and we will happily come to your town and kick your face in. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that. your face. Trin will get drunk. No, I won't. <laughs> no, you're not drinking anymore? No, I'm not did going Did you swear to. it off forever? I did. I swore it off forever. No liquor I forever. To, I had to go there to come here. So you're going to do heroin so, instead of liquor. Okay. No, I'm just going to do have acid you said, and mushrooms. How many times have you said that, Jeff, in your lifetime? Well, I try. You know what? I bought 30, uh, a 30-day vitamin pack the other day, and I was going to try to go 30 days, eat the vitamins, and not drink, and I lasted from Sunday to Tuesday. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, you know. The second you walked into the winter circle? I don't overdo it all the time. I try to be good. I try. You know, I go to the gym a little too. bit. I try. That's all you can do. That is all I'm you not can perfect. Do. I got my flaws. Here, let me throw a couple more at you. Uh, this one's kind of nasty, but uh, your mother's cunt stinks like carpet cleaner. Oh. That's, uh, it's Mickey awful. Rourke in the movie Barfly. <laughs> Have See, you that's seen a that good Barfly? movie, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen movie. it for 10 years, but yeah, that's one of those good movies. I yeah. loved Mickey Rourke. I, when he made Angel Heart, you know, we started He's Angel Heart good, with De Niro. Oh what did he do? What was himself? the movie he did with the, uh, that super hot model? Nine trick? and a half weeks. No, n- Are not you talking that about one. the Bounty Hunter one? 
Uh, no, I'm talking the one that he did uh, with that super hot model. He ended up like marry, marrying, and they divorced. Uh, they stayed. They were together for a while. Fuck. You guys talk. I'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> All right. One more here. Uh, how about this one? I'm so hungry, I could eat the ass end out of a dead rhino. I know that one, but it's... I've never had hunger like that. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. It was Gary Busey who said it. He's awesome. That guy is <laughs> fucking awesome. Did you see him on Celebrity oh, Apprentice? I... I uh, a l- little bit. I re- I did see him on Celebrity Apprentice, but I don't remember exactly. He, he and uh, was it a Meatloaf? Was he a Meatloaf? Oh yeah, oh, Meatloaf. God, they, I thought somebody was going to kill each Prima other. Prima Donna's those guys. It's crazy yeah, too. They, you know. Oh, he didn't have his right paintbrush or some friggin' thing. Yeah. But that's um. Is that is that um Point Break? Yes, it is. Yeah, Point, Point Break. Break. Yeah, good absolutely. Yeah. Wild, that's, good job. Wild Orchid was the movie I was talking about right. when it with Cariotis. She was fucking so. Oh, hot. I don't think I remember. I know her. the name. Oh my god, that's an erotic film. <laughs> so Jeff, where can folks see you around here in Boston? Where do you play? Uh, where do you? Uh, where's your gig? Tomorrow night uh, I have a private gig, but uh, next week I'm at on Saturday night I'm at uh, Fireflies. That's oh you are Marlboro. Yeah. yeah, I'm closing that show out, and then the following week. Um, I I I'm, I open for Justin McKinney. He's like a national headliner, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, I do all this. I open for him a lot in New England, and we're at the uh, Amazing Things Art Center in Framingham, Mass. Next week. Oh, what night? Uh, it's Saturday the eighth. Oh, I'm sorry, September eighth. That's the eighth of September. Oh, okay. And then um, he's filming his 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 next hour special. Yep, um, for Comedy Central, for, right? Well, he's or... he 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 films it and then he. Bids it out, Sends whoever it. buys oh, okay, it, buys yeah. it. Um, so he's filming that on uh, the 20th of October at the Palace Theater, so I get to open him for that. So that's really... I mean, You're going to get on the DVD, too? Uh, probably not. It? There he is right now. You could put him on the air, but it probably won't work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he calls me. I'm not really... Uh, he, if he moves to California, I'm dead meat. <laughs> So you're old. making a living at comedy. This is your full time gig. Uh, well, that I do. I have to work part time too. You know what? I just I just had to move back in with my parents because that's what you do when you've been in comedy for six years or whatever it's been, and uh, it's it's pretty depressing. The whole thing has been pretty depressing. But you guys, there's so many comics to do it. You do it. You're doing it because you love it. I mean, it's one of those things that what's that old saying? Cliche saying? Go uh, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life or something. Right. Like that. Right. Do you well, consider it still? After six years that uh, way? Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, the gigs with Justin are great, but it, it, Chris knows too. I mean, we do these hell gigs that, uh, you know. It, oh, you, it, left, it, you, it left the, you left the grog early the other night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of these gigs are like, and then I'm not even talking about the old mics. I'm talking about some of the paid gigs, like out in, uh, you know, uh, Orange, Massachusetts at the Elks Club. And they want to, you know, it's like, it, it's really a nightmare sometimes. And you get that $100 check and you look at it and you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> $50 in gas to get there. Uh, it's another, crazy. Another it's, 75 I've been drinking. It's crazy. I would, yeah, I would like to, you know, I don't, I'm not a stand-up. I can't even write stand-up. I can't even tell, I don't even tell jokes good. Right, right. Like, regular jokes. But after I hear these stories, you guys, and in the horror stories, you know, Chris, I, I, I hear about these places that he goes to. Sometimes you get two people in the audience. Sometimes there's like 11 and maybe eight are not paying attention to it. The other three are, you know, doing whatever. Oh, yeah. I would, I think I would like to experience it just to know what it feels like. But then again, no. 
<laughs> right. Because I know what it feels like. No, you have through. a good job and a wife and a yeah. house. You don't need to experience yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, why wreck your life? <laughs> and I think that doing stand-up comedy actually makes you not funny anymore. Because now you're always looking for the joke. You're never like, you're always like trying to get that material up. It's, all, it's almost like you can't relax. Because if I hear something funny, i got to write it down. Then i got to make a joke out of it. Then i want to look in the mirror, cry. And then it's like, <laughs> what am I doing? You know, so it is, it's a, it's a fun business. But it's also like, you know, unless you make it, there's no money in it. It's it's one of those things. You know what I mean? you got to, like, go to New York. And I can't even imagine. So you know the competition around here. Go to New York. It's got to be ten times. Yeah. So then you just you're yeah. dead or, 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 like, your other option is to move somewhere like, like Denver or, like, a small city yeah, and go. become the big fish there. But then you're just going to end up. Having to move back to like New York right. or Boston anyway, <laughs> right? It's like what the fuck. Well, that's why you have to like do a mo- like get this like even stupid heavy times. It's that's something a vehicle that people are going to see and you get fans from it. And then you got to like write your own shit. You got to like write your own sitcom. You got to you got to you can't. Nobody's going to say, "Hey, Jeff Keown, let's let's here's a hundred thousand dollars. Let's go make a nothing." You know what I mean? You got to kind of you have to make it yourself. You're breaking, yeah. you're I breaking mean, your stones. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you were proposed something like that situation. That would probably be a snuff film, right? Something brutal and ugly, and uh, but I, you know, it, it's and everybody's got like, uh, you know, everybody's got a podcast. Now, this, I've done t- t- twenty podcasts. This is the most professional. Th- I, I've had podcasts where the guy has me talking into a pen, and then it's like, <laughs> what are we? <laughs> and they want to do it for two hours. It's like, what? Are, who's listening to this? You know what I mean? So this is great. I love this kind of setup. We, we people... got to get the show over with my mom's going to be home in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. People are listening. Like we're hidden in the back of a restaurant somewhere and they don't know we're doing it. And it's like, what are we? Who are you? Why did you? What? At, the end, at, the end of the, at the end of the podcast, Jeff, can you pick up the table? <laughs> yeah, there's no. That, yeah, buy me some, something. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is where a lot of, a lot of these guys who create podcasts, where there's thousands of them, they create them and they think, oh, I'm going to be famous, you know, and you listen to them, you're like, oh my God, the sound sucks, the, there's right. no material that's been prepared, and it just, it sounds like you're listening to someone in their living room smoking dope and watching television. Right, right. Background noise and all that stuff, and it's just, and I want, who's watching, the, or who's listening to these, and are these people just making these to make them? Are they just so they can say, oh, I did a hundred podcasts? I don't get it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, th- there, I, think, yeah. A- I think there is a large element um, that's, uh, Self-serving, the well, I'm going to do a podcast, but because, and I don't mean like complete. Well, self-serving may be the, the wrong choice of words, but I think in today's uh, entertainment business, especially in comedy, it's like okay, I'm a comedian. I'm doing. I have to have a podcast, and I have to have a blog, and I have to have the Tumblr Twitter and Twitter, and, the- and, and I and I have to, and then oh well, I've been doing this for three years, so I got to have an album. Like, it's like people, I think a lot of people get caught up in what they see uh, is uh, some type of format or structure to make, quote unquote, making it without sitting back and saying, well, am I even ready to do this? Or does this even make sense to do? Or like, a lot of people put out like comedy albums that you really, and you really should be putting out a comedy album. Well, and a lot of of comics, they have business cards and it's crazy. They've done three open (laughs) mics and a comedian is spelled wrong on their business card. It's like, what do you, what? Well, I feel like we've done a little Bonnie here. Maybe you like me a little bit better now. Right, from yeah, earlier. a little bit, yeah. So I could be honest with you. You know, when, when I decided to start this podcast, which was really, it was seven, six years ago, I started off as a political 
discussion. Right, forum. right. And uh, then shelved it for a while. And when I came here to Boston a couple of years ago, put the ad on Craigslist. He says, you know, I want to have comedians in an interview. I'm tired of interviewing politicians and business people. I said, I want to have some comedians and laugh. And the, the reason why, honestly, I really looked to start this and do it was because I didn't want to pay for a therapist. Right. And I needed some, I needed a catharsis. I needed therapy to get out of the boredom and the humdrum, the dullness and the grayness of Boston. Which is awesome to, to and, have that. Too. Yeah. And I never thought that it would be, I never, I never thought that it would be anything big time, but as I, is in the past couple of years, as I came to see what's possible, it's more now, it's like, if I could do this, in, I'm not talking about making millions, but if I could do this and make a living at it, because I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy having women like Minji sit that close to Amazing. me so I can smell yeah. her perfume <laughs> and her breath. But, you know, it's just things like that that make it fun. And I think if I could just make a living and replace my income as to what I do now with this, and make a lot of friends and have a lot of fun. Oh, that's, it's the balls. That's my yeah. goal. Yeah. So, so. yeah, yeah. No, and you don't have a, you know, I think a lot of comedians and who, and, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, there's obviously a bunch of good ones, but some, some of these I listen to, I'm like, what? I don't even know what they're talking about. Why are they? It's just like they make, the, they do these podcasts just for themselves so they can post something on Facebook. I don't get it. You know what I mean? I it's do, a waste of time. I do a, a monster load, a, a, a shitload of pre-prep for oh, yeah. all this stuff I've got. You know, I, I mean, there's, there's, usually it goes the same way. I do all this preparation. I spend hours writing up all these notes and games and trivias and, and, and topics to talk about. But yet when you guys come in here and I talk to you, it, it, we never follow the script. I did a, I did a podcast. Podcast. I don't. Some some guy that that I think Chris knows also. He we get on. He introduces me as Mike Keown, and he's <laughs> in with. Us, he says with us tonight is Mike Keown from the movie Heavyweights. Um, it's like he didn't even. Not, I don't even get one of them right. I mean, how much prep are we talking? You know, it's like. So what are you gonna after that? What could you, you speak? Could you, you please speak louder into the magic marker? <laughs> <laughs> that Mike name, it must be something that's like an archetype because when I first met Chris, the very first night he came into the studio that's here two true. and a half years ago, I called him Mike. Oh, really? Yeah. And I just, I just played along. Just go with it, yeah. <laughs> Mike's good. And at the end, I was like, you know. <laughs> I gotta That's say, I, my name is not Mike. <laughs> I, I want to quickly, because uh, I know we're kind of close to uh, uh, wrapping up here. Uh, you do do a lot of shows with Justin. Um, obviously, I've seen you and Justin a lot over the last couple of years. How did you guys meet up? Are you guys friends from way back, or? Well, honestly, God, it, it kind of like I just seen him out and about. But uh, he he watched Heavy Times. He liked it. He liked my performance, and he put me in his pilot for Hosed. Um, yep. he, he he sold the pilot to. Uh, Spike TV, one of those uh, that, that he that he that he um, he produced and wrote, and, and we and we shot it a couple of years ago. And he put me in as a bartender that, so that was like a big bump for me. And then he liked me, and yeah, it's just been from just the movie MC. Like that's what I'm saying. You do something, somebody likes it, and then you get hooked up, and it's right. it, it, it's awesome. You know, you go on tour with them, and you know, it's it, it's it's great. It, you know, playing in front of thousands of people in, at a show is different than you know going to some open mic and there's eight assholes you know smoking Newports and, uh, <laughs> you can't do that in Massachusetts I maybe know. Rhode Island you can yeah this but you you've probably done them like the the, the different like clubs and stuff with oh, yeah. they the smoking in there my, and the gambling my very first actual non-open mic like booked show 
It was the <clears throat> October 30th, so the night before uh, Halloween. Yeah. It was in uh, oh, what ta- it was in Methuen. And I had n- never been to the town of Methuen. It was one of those towns growing up that I always heard of, like Methuen. Like all, I, I always heard of all these M towns, like Methuen, uh, Medford, Melrose. Mel- right. Yeah, but never been to them. I grew up in Framingham <clears throat> in the lily white fucking protected area. So... Well, you know, and I was like, oh, wow. So now I'm going to Methuen. It was uh, at the uh, the bar where the place was called The Plantation. <laughs> I've done that bar, show. Plantation Bar and Grill. And I walked, I go in. It's in the middle of, again, the night before Halloween. It's totally creepy in the middle of nowhere down this, like, long driveway. And this, I'm like, this could be my first and last show. I might, I might get killed in here. I walk in, and I'm walking around and, like, yeah, I meet up with the comedian who booked me. I think Jay Grove put the show together. Yeah, that's Jay Grove. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, there were a couple other comedians I was talking to, them, and people were smoking. And instead of I, that's uh, right. my first question was, "Are we in New Hampshire?" <laughs> and the, the other comedian looked at me like, "What?" I'm like, "Is this New Hampshire? I've never been to Methuen. Maybe it was a private club, and that's, and that's what why, it was. Because you can it smoke was, in private clubs. It, they're yeah. like, no, this is a private club. I think that I think it's just about that they pretend it's a private club. But that gig, when I did it, this is literally the first thing I saw. I pulled in was a was a beat up pickup truck. In the back was a chicken coop with like thirty chickens in it. <laughs> <laughs> and the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's the craziest thing in comedy I've ever seen. In the bathroom at the plantation. On the back of the toilet, a big bowl of Cheez Its. Now, I swear to God, I don't know who's eating these Cheez Its. Wait, were they open Cheez Its or little open red bags? Open in a bowl on the back of the toilet. Like you'd see on the bowl. You're like, take a dump, let me have a Cheez It. It's like, who's. Taking a lead, guys. Taking a dump. Who's going to excuse? Who's going to grab some? Cheese? Who's eating Jesus in the bathroom? Of the Road plantation. trip to Methuen, folks. But yeah. I actually did. I opened. Did three. Jay Grove's like, you can do three minutes at top. I'm like, cool. I thought this was great. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, that's probably the first and maybe last time I stayed tight to my time. Right. Like three minutes. Boom. In and out. And then I did it, the second show. I did there. It was more towards the holidays. And is the local firefighter that Tam Methuen's like Christmas party? Right. But they had been there since like noon. Yeah. And they were toasted. And I was like, what happens if a fire breaks out in this town? <laughs> these people are <laughs> fucked because these guys are like blacked out. Oh, yeah. They don't care. <laughs> Jump in the truck, put it out. There's still many more good times to come, Jeff. Oh, no. It is good. It's, it's all good. You know. <laughs> Listen, man, I've loved having you on, man. Thank you, you come so back. much. I want you to I'm come back. I'm very happy. Yeah, it was great. I love it. Will you come it. back? I definitely will. Anytime. You awesome, let me know. Man. And uh, I'm going to go download Heavy Times to watch the whole thing. I really like the previews. It was, fun. it was, a fun, it looks like a fun movie. It is a lot of fun. So, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good, you know, it's a good beer drinking movie. I'll write uh, a critique review on I, iTunes. I would love it, actually. Yeah, and be, right. be honest, you know, and, and you can hit us, <laughs> hit us below the belt if you want. But I, th- I think for the most part, people do enjoy it, and. Um, you know, it is what it is. Any other know? movies coming up? I did a I did a short film for Hatchling Studios uh, called Losing It. It's me in, in animation. It's actually really should is looking really good. Oh, cool. And that comes out in January. And uh, Post Office Golf League, it's a web series that I'm doing with a friend Dave Radigan who's on the show. Dave, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you can check that out. That's I on. love Dave. Yeah, Dave's great. Um and uh, yeah, little bits, little 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 parts here and there. Nothing and every crazy. Tuesday night you're at the Winter Circle. Every Tuesday Salisbury. night at the Circle, Winter Circle in Salisbury. It's a free show, great times, a lot of good comics. Chris is there once in a while, and uh, absolutely, yeah, all that good stuff. It's a fun room, right there. Jeff Kiona. Kiona. Thank you so much, man. Thank great you. Great to meet you. All right. Thanks for listening here to the Big Sauce Radio Show. Get off the wagon and get on the sauce. 
Hey, 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 this is Jeff Keown, a.k.a. Uncle Rick from Heavy Times. What's up? You listen to the Big Sauce Radio Show. Listen up. These guys are talking shit. See ya. done that in a bar have you ever like fisted finger fisted or fingered a girl in a bar not yeah. in a bar i've been fingered on a bar i must nice. say like during yeah. the Can middle we of the night- story shut up dean <laughs> <laughs> it was on a boat going across the aegean sea actually terribly exotic and um, a man i didn't know i what? hit it off with and they fingered me on the bar and um i was um of consenting age but not quite old enough to know any better and he's like i want to make you my island princess and you should come with me off the boat and i'm like i can't do that i'm on a school field trip and um, <laughs> It's another day in paradise, Matt Ganim the poet here, featured at the end of every Big Sauce podcast. If you like what you hear, please purchase my book, The Shadow of an Attic, available on Amazon.com. Wrap, 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 wrap it up, put a bow on it. Hey, wait a minute. I heard, did somebody say rap? I think I heard somebody say rap. Yeah. I said hip hop, the hippie to the hippie, the hip hop or rocky, you don't stop rocking to the bang bang boogie. Said up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to big song. Oh, don't tell me it's over. No, it can't be over. You know what? It's never over. Because you can get on the sauce anytime you like. Download us, take us with you. We're mobile, baby. I love you. It's all love in 2012. Till next time, here's Matt Gannon, the poet, taking you home with a poem. What's going on, the Big Sauce Radio? It's your man, Matt Gannon, the poet. This poem is called My Addictive Anarchy. Bloodstains scattered across the scroll, breathing the remnants of a relapse. Opening the pages of my soul, rereading the chapters of my past. Self-centered and selfish, descriptively carving an image for you to see. But I never talk about who I left helpless, collateral damage from my addictive anarchy. Working on a way for me to become uncomfortably numb. Avoiding the look of disappointment on my father's face. Running the streets, pumping pills and carrying guns. Trying to create my own escape. What the hell happened to me sitting in a cell dope sick and depressed? What the fuck is wrong with me? There's a burning in the center of my chest. A roller coaster of emotion I never learned how to cope. Staring at a paint chip ceiling. Locked in a two-man box detoxing from dope. I got high so I didn't have to deal with this feeling. In a community room, I never felt so alone. My little sister in hysterics with a big brother behind bars. Collect calls, had my mother crying on the phone for her baby boy on trial for a class A distribution charge. I remember sitting in my Bill Ricker blues, looking through the glass of my mentor. Couldn't even blurt out the apology I drew with my pops barely holding it together. I never gave a fuck for anything but the drugs I was going to shoot when I go back in time anticipating the plunge. It was right in front of my eyes, but I couldn't face the truth. Picture the image of burying your firstborn son. 
Well, I installed that image in my father's mind every night Scared to death each time he lay his head down Wondering if he was gonna receive the call that I lost my life Dead with the needle in my arm where they said I was found a bottle cap of devil piss soaked into my vein An injection to help me feel nothing Bury me in a box with my name over a grave Believe me, that phone call was coming In a bathroom stall tying off a junkie's obsession Getting high enough to escape the lows Sitting heartbroken in a moment of reflection Think about the pain that only my family knows Picture tears spilling down their cheeks Begging me to get clean I probably hadn't showered in weeks Their beloved son turned into a dope fiend I say this looking out into the eyes of a crowd of strangers And I could care less about your judgment Barrel pressed to my head with one in the chamber Ready to unload it at any moment See when I was filling up those needles I was playing with a loaded pistol But I didn't understand what I was doing to people Because I thought they were only my issues Six years of moving forward to better myself But looking back the distance seemed closer I'm always reminded of the hopelessness I felt The disease infected in me will never see closure I hope one day forgiveness will come For the shattered pieces of my past that will always follow me I'm sorry won't repair the damage that was done But to my family, this is my most sincere apology I'm sorry Thanks for listening to the Big Sauce Radio Show Catch us on the web, on Facebook, and Twitter, and on your smartphone, here, there, and everywhere at BigSauceRadio.com. To inquire about booking our live Get On The Sauce Comedy Show, email Dean at BigSauceRadio.com. Get on the soul.